It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and are dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, welcome back to Generation Skywalker. We are hot off the hills of Celebration Europe, 2023. We're all excited. We've all got our Star Wars buzz on in here. And、um, joining me are the other three members of Generation Skywalker that were in attendance of Celebration. I've got with me Peter Lee. Good evening, Good evening Stu. How you doing? Not bad, my friend. Not bad. I've got with me Jez. Good evening, Jez. Good evening, Stu. Good evening, lads. Good evening, everyone. And we've got Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Hello. Real life is rubbish. I want to live in Star Wars land forever. <laughs> <laughs> It's Thursday today, boys. We all went home Monday night. Are we all recovered? We all fresh? <laughs> and、uh, the opposite of fresh, I think, is the crawling through the week、uh, and getting to the weekend for a bit of rest. But、uh, fully worth it. That was an epic four days. Yeah, a bit of a come down now, isn't there? But、okay. yeah, awesome, awesome time. Opposite to fresh is obviously stale. So it is stale. <laughs> so there we go.、Um, I like that.、Yeah. Staley. Your surname being Peter. Peter Staley.、Uh, yeah. Well, little plan words there, Pete.、So、very good. Well, boys, banging weekend. We're going to just have a little delve into it. Some of the highlights, but mainly, I wanted to also talk to you boys about. What Generation Skywalker got up to at Celebration? Now we didn't have a booth as a podcast. Obviously, Jez did have the running Stormtrooper booth, so Jez was action-packed all weekend. Craig put on two panels. He also put、um, was behind the the beer show. So we're gonna we're gonna start with those points on what Generation Skywalker did there. Right then, so Jez, I'll come to you first because、um, running Stormtrooper was back. Out of retirement for the fourth time. Fourth time, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Out of retirement, coming to raise some money for those wonderful charities, and and what a weekend, mate! What a whirlwind of a weekend. It's a、uh, took an interesting path. 
Jez, how are you? How are you doing? Good. Are you able to remove that right now? Huh. Hi. Hey, I'll take that. I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. Mate, it's going brilliantly. It's yeah. going great. Uh, thanks to everyone watching at home and everyone who's been here. The donations have been coming in. People who've been watching the Star Wars show obviously realize that you can go to stormtrooperrun.com and uh, find the donation page to, uh, to help out make your wish and spread a smile. And it's working. You know, this stormtrooper is hitting his target. It's, it's working. The first time in history. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Everybody at home has been asking, We're, we've been waiting to see you hit your goal. Yeah. Do you just want to like come over to our stage to finish up? That would be amazing. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let's why don't you, yeah. come join us on the live stage. Okay, right. You have 90 seconds, Jess. 90 seconds. And when I look back now and I think about the ups and downs and sort of emotional turbulence, um, or yeah, how it's been, it's, it's really, really strange. So yes, the run stormtrooper I brought back out of retirement because I felt like it, it just seemed it was a natural thing to do. It was the right thing to do. Uh, we hadn't had a celebration in the UK since 2016. I'd run on a treadmill at Orlando in 2017, but so much has happened over the last few years. I thought it was a great opportunity and a nice way to bow out. And, and maybe it's also because my sort of retirement in 2020, everything was dashed with COVID, all the public things which I was trying to do were, were taken away. And in fact, even the last run in 2020 was um, was destroyed because of uh, us going into tier four. So all that was lost. And I just saw another opportunity to raise some more money. And, um, you know, we've all got our own addictions, haven't we? That's why we're here collecting and, and doing podcasts and stuff. And I think one of my addictions was the charity fundraising. I just, you know, I really get something out of that and I see the the good that happens with these charities and I was sort of tantalizingly my the amount was around about 70,500 and I thought oh that's so close to 75 grand let's see if we can get it to 75 that'd be a nice round number so initially I had applied for a booth because I thought yeah I'll uh, I'll do some more running and I'll see what I can do but also I wanted to sort of tell the story a little bit of of what's happened for the running stormtrooper unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your point of view, I didn't get the panel. Um, I was really disappointed in this year. I didn't hold sort of, I didn't hold back from the fact that, yeah, I was disappointed that I, I didn't have a panel. Um, but I had the booth, and uh, and I decided that I was going to run, yeah, hundred kilometres, so fifteen and a half miles a day for four days, which was further than the uh, further than Orlando. Orlando was a half marathon a day, and uh, for the two charities, spread a smile and make a wish. So anyway, there we were arriving on the Thursday afternoon to get set up and it was absolute chaos. It was absolute sort of pandemonium of just people not knowing what was what, where we were meant to be. Nothing was laid out. There was no booth. It was just a flat wall. Um, no, no dividers, no chairs, no tables, nothing. And, uh, and I was just, I was really annoyed. I was really annoyed with uh, Reed Pop. I was really annoyed with the organisers. I just felt it was completely disrespectful to the fan booths. But anyway, uh, I, I got told what booth I was going to have. And it was the penultimate one along a run, along a wall. And um, no, that wasn't good enough for me, really. <laughs> I've been asking and I've been emailing saying, I really want a corner one because of what I'm trying to do. I think it'll be really good for my foot flow point of view to, to have a corner. So, Scotters writes, I was... Um, 
yeah, 750E and 750F was meant to be on the corner. But no, I just um, pleaded ignorance and just set up on a corner, set up the best booth I probably could until the organisers realised that, oh, Jez is in the wrong place. It's a bit late now to move him. And I knew that the people who were meant to be on the corner were only going to have a table and it was going to be a very dull affair. So, um, no, so I, yeah, Scott was right. So I, um, I deliberately went in the wrong place and set up the best booth imaginable <laughs> with your help, Stu. So, uh, yeah, we had some tables. We had all sorts of stuff all over the place. We had our uh, tap and pay machine, which had been provided by Make-A-Wish. Uh, crucially, we had the treadmill, load of homemade bunting and all sorts of stuff. No expense spared. And uh, yeah, we set up what we thought was a um, a really sort of informative, but a really interesting booth. I think you, I think, well, I hope you'll all agree. Yes, mate, you've done done some great stuff. There was there was loads there. And your video was brilliant. I mean, I think I watched most of it Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. It was, so we had that on a big screen TV. You know, <laughs> you went to the extent of saying to my wife, um, "Yeah, babe, I'm going to take the TV from the living room." <laughs> take this one from the bedroom just for the weekend and it was only because the tv from the living room would actually recognize a usb stick but yeah it was um so trying to have as much sort of eye catching bits and pieces to stop people and people were certainly stopped in their tracks when they saw a stormtrooper in full armor running in a slightly elevated position of being up on a treadmill and uh yeah it worked so i was running 25k a day um but it was so hot unbelievably hot hotter than in orlando because of the lack of air conditioning at least in orlando it was reasonably uh cool in a sort of pleasant environment people were sweltering with with just you know light jackets on and there's me running on a treadmill in 40k so i'll try and take a positive out of every situation that it was so hot i didn't like running for much more than about a kilometer which was great though because it meant that i would start running straight away before the Jedi VIPs even entered, and I'd be running all the way through the day, which meant I maximised my viewing, I, I maximised the amount of people who were there. And the tap and pay thing was just two pounds ago, two pound ago, two pound ago, and uh, and that was a nice transaction for people because they all felt, yeah, I've done my little bit for charity, and for me, oh, every penny counts, you know, it all adds up. We had the fantastic prize draw as well, which had been supported by official picks. And by Prop Store. So Prop Store had donated a Star Wars storyboard and an Empire Strikes Back storyboard. And official picks have donated two autographs from Ewan McGregor. So I had four phenomenal prizes, you know, over a thousand pounds worth of prizes. Can I which, can I just say something, Jez? That that yeah. really was a big draw as well. There was a certain yeah. demographic there who may have given you two quid, but when they saw that raffle and the prizes that were up, because they were in front of them as well. Mm it definitely sparked a, a good interest i mean i don't know the numbers of the raffle tickets but we definitely sold a few hundred raffle tickets for that yeah absolutely so i would say having looked at the breakdown of the money which was coming in on tap and go for the first day alone so the first day was 1800 pounds just in tap and go on that one machine and almost half of that was two pound so you know that's that's a lot of people tapping two pound but yeah half of it so about 90 tickets sold for for £10 each for the prize draw. So, yeah, really, really good. So we were getting some good £10 donations, but lots and lots of £2 donations. And a few people being slightly more generous than that as well, which was which was great to see. Um, so, yeah, the booth, it was bringing in money. It was good fun. And um, unfortunately, what does it mean? You know, we've always said that every celebration is different. This one was for me because I just didn't leave the booth. Um, so... 
I'm 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 having my own celebration now, looking at other people's Facebook posts and and seeing all these great sort of people, cosplayers and panels that I missed out this time. But don't worry, I'll be there at the next one. You know, every celebration is different. But for me, this one was about the charity fundraising. But there was a fun element to it as well, because the Star Wars show got involved. They contacted me in advance and said, yeah, we want to come to the booth. And they did. They came to the booth straight away on day one. And uh, and. And I'm just going to pause before we go into the craziness that happened on on day four. So on the Sunday, Jez, I I spent a long, well, I think I spent most of the day there apart from toilet breaks. And I didn't realise, you don't realise how many, um, it was was Make-A-Wish probably more than Spread a Smile that I came in contact with people. But the amount of families when I was taking money on sending raffle tickets that that Make-A-Wish have touched lives. It was incredible. I mean, there was three children there at the event who have been seriously ill. Two of them were, I think one was in remission at the moment. One of them was completely clear. And, and sadly, the third one actually um, was quite hard to deal with because the parents had come there and their child had been given a you know, set amount of time to live. And they both started crying. And it was kind of like, I think you got off the um, treadmill at that point. And I was just like, wow. I said, that's, you know, it's, re- it's really difficult to chat to someone in that circumstances. And you were like, this is why I do it. And it does. I mean, what, what you do, mate, has been incredible. What, what you've done over the last seven years you gave it your celebration to to raise money for these charities because you know you had a, an audience for it there mate and that's off to you you're a legend mate and i know we're all proud of you here on generation skywalker for what you do and the time you dedicate to it mate mm, thanks very much cheers mate yeah i know that it affected you and because I, I remember saying to you you know mate can you can you now understand this is why i keep on doing it because you know, it's that interaction that's when I've gone and, and met the sort of parents and, and been to visit the charities and stuff. They're just, it keeps you going. And um, so, yeah, you, you definitely got uh, an example of that. And yeah, it's so Spread a Smile have just had their 10th birthday yesterday. A real small, tiny sort of fledgling charity who are just growing and, and just um, have got, you know, they, they service and look after five hospitals, major hospitals, uh, children's hospitals in uh primarily in london you know great ormond street and stuff but make a wish yeah you're absolutely right you know they are so global and that's why they've had such reach and uh do you know do wonderful things do great things and in fact quite a few of the helpers who who do stuff for make a wish have got that link and have got that tie um so yeah i was just i was so pleased after that initial sort of real disappointment and and feeling of disrespect of the way in which the fan booths were sort of managed and dealt with. You know, there was no, there was, it just appeared to be no consideration given to them by the, the organisers of that particular event. And uh, and actually, in some respects, the fan booths as well, because one of the fan booths just didn't bother turning up. And that was disappointing, um, you know, because there would have been lots of fan organisations which had wanted something. Or you know, I could have even probably spread out a little bit more and, and had twice as much room. But yeah, there was a wasted opportunity there, which was a shame, but but hey-ho. But it was the Star Wars show, the people behind the Star Wars show who really got behind the whole Run and Stormtrooper thing and saw it as a different dynamic and saw it as something else to be added. And, um, and it was really funny that when on, I think it was on the Saturday or possibly even the Sunday, they uh, it was Matt Martin who said to me, we're thinking about getting you up on stage. We're thinking about getting, how easy is it to transport the treadmill? <laughs> and I'm like, well, we can do anything. I've just transported it from Oxford. You know, we will we'll do whatever you need. And he's like, yeah, we're, uh, 
we think we might get it up. We just need to ask a couple of questions, you know, sort of health and safety and bits and pieces. But it, it might be good fun to get you up on stage. And I'm like, yeah, definitely do that. And then and then it grew. It sort of grew arms and legs. They came back and it was it was the night Sunday night that they said, yeah, we want to move it now. We're going to have you start in the show and, and finish in the show. We want you running throughout the day every time we're live, every time we're sort of, you know, having something which is going to be aired. That's when we want you running. And I just thought, wow, what a, what an opportunity. This could be great fun. So they recorded a little skit to be played right at the beginning of the Star Wars show before the credits even rolled. And uh, sort of of me interviewing me at the booth and then just saying, come over to the sh- uh, come over to the stage. You've got 90 seconds. And uh, and then fast forward to the next day when they all played this live, then um, <laughs> the, the sort of electric sliding doors slid open and it was almost like one of those saturday night tv show things where you arrive through the uh through the smoke you know tonight matthew i'm going to be the running stormtrooper uh, and it was a really really weird thing where i was on stage and the doors opened and the smoke everywhere and then they got me out and gave me sort of an impromptu interview and then got me running on the stage and the reaction from everyone and actually the way in which everything was handled it was just overwhelming it was just really exhilarating and um yeah just hugely surprising and and i just you know i was grinning all day it was it was hilarious gatekeeper joins out what's up i do a pinky okay might be cousin oh the running stormtroopers back everybody he made it stage jez how's uh how's the run going have you collected a lot for charity so far um this is quite exhilarating and overwhelming isn't it everyone <laughs> the, it is going fantastic so far i've run um, just over two marathons this weekend and i've got about <laughs> thank you and i've got about 10 miles left to go to the hundred yeah. Amazing. That is amazing. How long have you been a running stormtrooper? Um, I began running as the stormtrooper in 2016 uh, with the London Marathon, and it's just kept going. So five London marathons and a, a few other things along the way. That is impressive. Most impressive. Thank you. <laughs> and Jess, how many miles a day are you running? I'm so sorry, I missed that one. How many miles a day have you been running? How many miles a day? So I've been doing uh, just over 25k a day. Um, so yeah, that breaks down 15 to 17 miles uh, is celebration. Woo! Yeah. I can barely do the one. And running is one thing, but running with this armor is a completely different thing. Yeah. What's the hardest part about that? Well, this, this armor is just, you know, behind the scenes, it's a bit like me, it's falling apart behind the scenes. There's so much tape and stuff going on. I am literally every day saying, come on, baby, hold together. Um, it's, 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 I, I look like a stormtrooper, I run like C-3PO, and, um, and it's just, yeah, it's hot. It's really hot. But it's for a good cause, of course. What charities... It's worth 
to pay. It's worth to pay because you are running for a good cause. What charities are you running for and how can people contribute? Thank you so much. You nailed it. It's worth the pain. Um, so I run for two wonderful children's charities called Make-A-Wish and Spread a Smile, who dedicate all of their time to looking after poorly children. And there's no better thing to do than that. You know? And um, so Make-A-Wish, Spread a Smile, all of my money gets um, sent to them. And it's just wonderful what you see, what they do, the wishes they grant, and the, the help which they give children in hospital. It's all worthwhile. And if, if people want to donate while they're watching at home, where do they go? Oh, thank you so much. This is amazing. Uh, so, I've got a website called stormtrooperrun.com. And on that website, there's a donate to spread a smile and, and make a wish. And that would be fantastic. And, um, and all of my links and everything are on stormtrooperrun.com and stormtrooper underscore run on Instagram. So amazing, thank you. amazing. And before we, uh, before we get you started here, is there anything that uh, you want the people out here to know or anything else you want to say about what you're doing? Well, I just want to say thank you to, to everyone here, to everyone at Celebration. It's just been, it's been absolutely brilliant. You know, I started this in 2016 as a one-off run. And, and th This is it. This, you guys have kept this going. It's the community, it's the fandom, it's all the support. It's Lucasfilm, it's Repop, it's everyone just saying, keep on going. I've had so much support, so I just want to say thank you. And, and to all the young kids who are here, I was you one day, right? I discovered uh, Star Wars in 1980, 1981. It's been with me my whole life. I've seen the positives. And, and look what's happened. I'm on the stores stage standing you guys and we're raising money for charity. It doesn't get any better. Star Wars for life. Yes. Thank you so much, Jez. We are looking forward to the interesting dynamic that you're going to bring to our stage having you running back there. So what do you say? Do you want to finish your celebration long marathon here on our stage for Make a Wish and Spread a Smile? I would love to. That would be awesome. To this treadmill now this is absolutely amazing I we went by on day one to, to Jess's booth and saw him running and like he said he's been doing it but he's been averaging 25 kilometers a day every day for charity I've been averaging 15 steps back and forth to the front of this stage so that's a lot that he's doing and I'm tired just from that yeah She's I'm tired watching me walk the 15 steps and it's just we'd be getting progressively more and more tired how are we looking back there? Just, oh, he's going! Hey! He's up and running! Amazing. We're going to be here all day, and so is Jed. It was funny on the Sunday night, wasn't it? Because you were like, I've got to get another 2K in, because Sunday was obviously shorter hours. And with that, they were like, we're here to get the um, treadmill. <laughs> I know. Within moments, it was being, like, dragged across the floor. You're like, right. <laughs> I know, but you you and Grant, bless you, because we were all meant to be going off to that Ash gig, and then suddenly you two just sort of whirled into action. You're like, right, I'm going to do this, I'll do that, right, let's break down the booth, because it was an immediate sort of, right, we're going to have to break the booth down and move this and move that, and Grant's like, well, I've got a car in a car park, let me take this, let me take that. So all of a sudden, you know, our booth was stripped out. People must have thought, what on earth happened to that guy? Has he offended someone? Has he upset someone? Has he done something wrong? Because his booth all of a sudden has disappeared, and... You know, we didn't leave a card saying we're <laughs> on the main stage or on the Star Wars stage. 
Um, but it was hilarious, the, the sort of interaction during the day and people were coming on stage, you know, getting interviewed, uh, you know, Matt Wood coming on stage, getting interviewed and, and various different uh, <laughs> character actors and sort of all waving and acknowledging. And then when I finished the 100K, uh, right at the end, so they did the big announcement of the Run Stormtroopers just um, finished his 100K just after they announced where the next celebration's going to be. Everyone went mad, and um, I just couldn't believe it. It was hilarious. It was just a really, really great way to sort of celebrate the end of it and uh, and to bring in some more fundraising. I just, yeah, it, hilarious. Uh, but the way, the, the difference, as I said, from the organisers of the convention at the beginning, in contrast to the Lucasfilm people and the people of the Star Wars show and the consideration which they gave, and, and Stu, you were backstage with me, and, and so was Pete, how friendly they were, how sort of can-do they were, how, you know, nothing's too much trouble, let's have a photograph, let's have a chat type thing. It was just a lovely way to end the celebration after it started off quite stressful. Um, so well, They, I, they I took you with the official photos and all sorts, didn't they? Yeah. Which was, yeah. Which was nice and it was just, um, yeah, like you say, the presenters were lovely, weren't they, backstage? They all yeah. came and had a chat. It wasn't just a show on stage and I think that's... Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of after we had done the long run at Pinewood Studios and then they just said, oh, you guys can just chill out here for a bit and, you know, would bring in beers and a curry and stuff like that. And they were just like left us to it, but but were really, really kind and supportive. And it was just it was just a lovely way to end it. And uh, and I was just driving back later that night. I was initially worried that I would be after having been having about three hours kip every night of celebration because we did party quite well and then running 100k and I'd be absolutely shattered and I was worried about sort of falling asleep behind the wheel. No, there was no chance. I was absolutely buzzing. I I, I still <laughs> struggled to get to sleep that night because I was so buzzing. I even like, you know, uh, contacted Sean Moynihan on the other side of, of the Atlantic whilst uh, I was driving back just to have a chat with him because, you know, it was just surreal funny good fun another one of those star wars memories moments <laughs> actually you, sh- you should say that because so just thursday night i can remember we set the brew up and we'd gone out for dinner and whatnot and you were going oh i'm gonna get an early night get an early night we bumped into dave tree and grant and rich and we sat in our hotel and at two o'clock in the morning you're like i'm gonna go to bed now mm. and it's just like this is this is this is jez what he worries about okay <laughs> didn't like to say anything with the time just I, went, I didn't come up to bed that night until about half three in the morning. Yeah. You're still awake. Yeah. I said, you're right, you're sleeping. No, no, I'm worried. What if the treadmill breaks? And you're kind of like, mate, it's not broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it breaks, you deal with it at the time. I know. <laughs> Don't stress about it. But, it was uh, just, yeah, there was so just lots of my mind. In your head. Yeah. yeah. Bless you, mate. Bless you, mate. That's smashing. <laughs> now, you set out to raise, I think, three and a half gram, was it? Yeah. Initially, I thought it was three, six. Um, to take me to 75,000 but I had actually when I then added it up properly I needed to do just over four uh, to take me to 75,000 so in the vicinity of I was hoping to raise about 4,000. Right okay and so at this point I mean there is still drips coming in we're recording this on the 13th of April where are you at at this point? Um, Right well as of a couple of hours ago, I was at 9,025, included in gift aid. So, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely delighted with that. 
absolutely delight. It's uh, it's now just recently within the last couple of hours, it's gone up by about eighty pound again. So um, yeah, uh, yeah, just over nine grand. <laughs> I'm delighted. So so the entire fundraising is now sort of hovering just under eighty thousand. So uh, yeah, as you can imagine, that's um. That's lots of wishes granted, and that's lots of smiles and entertainment in a hospital. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, happy with that. You've made for each charity more than what you set out to make on the whole, which is incredible. Mm. Yeah. And it's still coming in, mate. It's still coming in. People will be watching the shows when they get home and are not seeing it, maybe. But um, if anyone wants to just put a last donation in, where can they do that? Oh, brilliant. Thanks. The simplest thing to do is just to go to stormtrooperrun.com and then there's a donate button there which takes you to uh, what's called Giftstar. The Giftstar is one of these online um, donation pages which have got a really, really unhelpful sort of uh, URL. You know, just it's giftstar.io.this forward slash this, back scratch this, blah, 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 blah. So just go to stormtrooperrun.com and handily there is a link which will just take you straight there excellent mate excellent and um a massive congratulations again mate yeah. massive i mean brilliant jess I, you know i'm in awe of what you do and this is you know just to hear you talk about that is is incredible you absolutely deserved that moment on that stage you don't belong in a little row of shell scheme exhibition stands with some blokes handing out swag you deserve to be on that stage <laughs> absolutely stunning achievement it, it on every level and you know hopefully that will lead to other things surely you made some good connections well it's very kind of you to say so craig um i i i, I don't know well i just you know everyone knows why i've been doing this Stu definitely got first hand why um i've been doing this i'm uh that that was good enough for me i was happy with that um yeah we'll we'll, we'll see what happens um but i'm just i'm just delighted with what has happened Thank you. Thank you all. And thank you to everyone who's come to visit the booth. And thank you to everyone who's come to sort of say hi and donated. Um, once again, thanks to the prop store folk and Chris Wyman at Official Picks. It's, um, yeah, it's just all worked out all right. Excellent, mate. Well done. Well done again. Woo! Echo all of that, Jez. That was incredible. And just to be there at the end and know just to come in together the two the, the the massive event and and you being up there as well just kind of brought the brought the kind of celebration to a a fitting close it was incredible <laughs> Cannot wait. Japan is one of my absolute favorite countries on the planet, and I'm going to start planning my outfits right now. Now, hopefully, Jez, our running stormtrooper, isn't planning some sort of Empire Iron Man marathon to travel from Europe to Japan in 2025. Speaking of Jez, it looks like you just hit your goal of 100 kilometers. Yes! That is 100 kilometers. And all of your donations for charity. Jazz, how you feeling? Yeah! Let's do it. Give it up one more time for Jazz Allenson from StormtrooperRun.com.
that's brilliant jez and during that fundraising jez um we did we did the beer beer show which craig and kimberly um hosted kimberly i think done an awful lot of work behind the scenes there and, and had done a great job and we we rocked up there so i'm gonna hand over to craig because you did do a raffle there which was um donated into jez's jez's pot we did, yeah. I mean, it was an opportunity to raise a little bit more money by, uh, like, say, having a raffle. Um, the, I mean, it was a, it was a, a, a joint effort. This, this event. So we had Brew by Numbers, who were the brewery in London, who were providing us with the venue. So we, we had the event in their, their tap room. We had Emperor's Brewery, who are a renowned uh, brewer in the UK, with a bit of a Star Wars twist. And those two uh, organisations came together to create a special beer for the event. Kimberly in her online beer guys craft beer pinup, who is very well experienced in organizing events, <laughs> was was on board to help actually put it together. And Generation Skywalker there to just add a bit of Star Wars and I guess be a bit of a media partner, help promote it, do a bit of design from my perspective. Um, so we had the opportunity to sort of provide a bit of, I use the term entertainment loosely, but we held the, we held a Star Wars quiz where we each did a round each. And we um, did a raffle with prizes gifted by all of those organisations I just mentioned. So, uh, so that was um, how it came together on the night. We talked about it extensively on our, on our show leading up to, uh, to the event, but, you know, just briefly, the Star Wars beer meetup thing is something that happened very, very low key back in 2019 in Chicago at a little home brewers club. It moved on a gear. The uh, the following celebration in Anaheim, which was last April, May. Um, and it's fair to say, I think, that we, we raised the bar for London. Um, we had people queuing out the door, people scrapping for tickets. It, it, it was you know, it was more well attended and, and the excitement for it seemed to be uh, quite high, more than I expected, to be honest. Yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. The quiz was good fun doing it with you boys as well, you know. It's actually one of my favourite moments. I mean, we'd, <laughs> we, we've all been doing these, you know, side solo projects this year. You know, it's a shame we didn't get to present a United Force as Generation Skywalker, but we were doing all kinds of stuff so lots of things to be organized and it's fair to say the quiz was pretty low down on the list given that we had to you know pat test treadmills and 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 put panels together so we were doing a little bit on the hoof but it was actually one of my favorite moments when we were just all pulling together me and jess were scoring uh you were on the mic delivering the questions pete was trying to tot up and find out who was the leader it was just i just sort of looked around at that moment i thought you know this is we don't get to do this as a team very often we're all you know we, we record virtually and everything else but to all be in the same place apart from dan obviously he was he was missed it that's was, probably why it was a good night <laughs> <laughs> it was great for dan not being there. <laughs> it was good it was, it was it was very sweet and obviously you two been on your feet all day you know and the last thing you needed to be doing was to be you know on stage delivering the quiz but we just pulled it together and it was it was cool and the feedback from the event was was really positive really you're absolutely right i did like that of us all sort of around a little knitting circle just doing it all together um up until that point when uh, uh you know karen or, or whoever it was just came up and ripped into stew because she couldn't hear him but she came up to me with three questions remaining <laughs> and she was so aggressive really aggressive she nearly had a microphone stuck where she wouldn't want it stuck i'll be honest with you <laughs> she's lucky i'm such a calm person 
it was it was your um your tone for the remaining three questions though when you were reading them out you really did enunciate and uh you told me to slow down so i read one word at a time yeah (laughs) but it was brilliant i was so impressed with a the the venue the location the everything the beers as well no wonder you and kimberly are so into this because the beers tasted fantastic and uh the whole evening i just thought was really great the um the the uber driver dropped us off thinking i don't know where i'm dropping you. He, he thought he was just dropping us off at the, if, if what was going to turn out to be some sort of murder scene i think because <laughs> it was <laughs> it was just like some sort of you know um shipyard almost but it it was brilliant it was such a good night i really enjoyed it seeing everyone everyone down um getting involved in the quiz and the interaction with the crowd when we were sort of calling out the answers and stuff really good we'll have to do that again sometime it was it was a good vibe good vibe throughout everyone there i didn't i didn't know how much the take up there'd be on the quiz but it was full sort of like 80 percent of people were just up for it weren't they and um fully engaged so uh, yeah i'm not sure not sure how good my beer okay with regards to beer now we've done a couple of beer tasting with kimberly she takes us through how to go through the stages of you know tasting a beer properly um what did you think pete now i'm totally honest of of the beer that was handed out on the door what what was your thoughts the one that was handed out i knew that was going to be heavy so i went i got um because i was with sarah so we got a um there was a grapefruit ipa which we got which was really nice so we had a couple of those a little bit lighter and then when the bar closed i thought well i'm gonna have to dive into the one that was was handed out and um yeah it was heavy really heavy it was um pretty thick so not what quite what i wanted then but i imagine in the right the right time on the right sort of like whether it should be cold or at room temperature i'm not sure but someone was saying that the first couple of sips of those sort of heavier beers are not not great but once you're once you're there you 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 enjoy them but um no, the one that, yeah, I've got a few more downstairs, so I probably will we'll delve back I, into I think it. once you do a beer show and Kimberly's t- telling you to stick your nose in it, I mean, Je- Jez literally puts his nose in it. <laughs> he has that little white froth on the end of his nose the whole whole evening. Um, but once you, uh, yeah, you get taken through it and about, you talk about it, I, I think you'll, um, I mean, some of them. I mean, Mark Daniels, I don't think he ever liked any of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I do like good taste, beer tasting. It was just, that was, yeah, all a bit manic. And so I'm sure there was far more behind it than I think I just wanted to sup some beers and it probably wasn't the right one to, to, to go to. But um, what was that one like you, there. what was that one like you tasted at the end? Because I noticed you'd got a glass and you were pouring everyone's dregs when they'd left into one big cup. <laughs> a real mix. <laughs> yeah, no, just down that and then got a new beer. Yeah, great fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, if, yeah. if anybody listening wants to try the special beer that was made, um, 421, that was the name of the beer. Um, Emperors are, I mean, they're renowned for these very heavy stouts. That's their stocking trade. And they're one of the most highly rated uh, beers on uh, untapped. Um, but we do have a few left. Um, so we'll find a way of running a competition, maybe in the We Are Generation Scarborough Facebook page and, uh, and and send a few out to, to listeners to give it a go and, and have the can for their collections because it's a beautiful can as well. Happily sit there for a few hours in other Thames going through the going through the menu. Yeah, by contrast to the back entrance, which is like something out of Luther, um, it's a beautiful view of the Thames. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so we, we saw the sun go down over Canary Wharf and it was really quite, really quite sort of stunning. Yeah, it was good. 
Have you got enough beers to have that as our first beer on our next beer show? We probably do, yes. Be an interesting one to start with. Well, you know, Kimberly, she likes to kind of, uh, she has a set sequence with these things. In fact, she's just walked in. I'm going to embarrass her now. Would you start with a stout like that? With a beer show? Yeah. No way. No way. <laughs> Could we end with it? <laughs> No, you'd end with that one. So there you go. What else is going on? Just because it's an imperial, it's 13%. 13%, yeah. We need another, we need another beer show, Kimberly. Pills, Noreen, Augury. What, the beer show? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're all ready for it, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's <laughs> on a, from, live from a tap room. Okay. We could use the more one as one of the earlier. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an IPL pair, isn't it? Yeah, so, so more beer, who were featured in one of the, I think the very first one we did. That was my favourite, um, yeah. Yeah, Justin Justin turned up with a couple of boxes just because he's a Star Wars fan and just because he'd done this Mandalorian beer, which was great of him. So, yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? Star Wars and beer is the thing, and we're right there at the heart of it. So, uh, yeah, if, you, if that's what you're into, stick with us. I'm sure there's more stuff to come. Definitely. Definitely number three on the horizon. Yeah, into that. I wanted to say thank you ever so much to Kimberly and to Craig uh, for putting that together and kindly contributing the um, sort of the the profits to take into the leftover money from that to the running stormtrooper charity fund because that was really really appreciated and also to emperor brewery as well because they uh they did a couple of extra bits that night and also raised some more money as well so i think the uh just the quiz and the little bits from emperor's brewery alone uh, raised about another 275 pounds which is, which is brilliant so thanks once again now moving on then craig so you also not you did not one just but two panels and myself and Jess couldn't get there on the Sunday. We were Ramo on, on the booth, but I know you got there, Pete. So we'll come to you in a minute, but Craig, let's start with the collecting track done with Mark and Grant. I mean, I saw Grant instantly after the panel and he was buzzing. Can you take us through how that went down? It looked like a full house in the photos. Yeah, I think it looked like a full house from where um, from where we were sitting. I mean, obviously, we'd, we'd done something similar in 2016 with, with Helix, uh, and we were back to do uh, Letra Set and Presto Magics, which is a topic they've not done before. Um, nice to see something that was kind of non-toy related, given a full hour um, to, to talk about. We put it together over a couple of weeks, and my big fear for for it was was not getting through it in time. Um, we I think we had about seventy two slides in sixty minutes with all the kind of fluff and, and, and faffing about either end of that. So my like I say, my concern was that we were gonna we were gonna rush it. We were also fighting against the position of the collector stage, which we might touch on uh, a bit later on in the show, but it was in the sh- on the show floor almost next to the Star Wars live stage. And everybody who gave a presentation was fighting the noise that was spilling over from that area, which was phenomenal. Um, And I think the morning we were on, or the lunchtime we were on, it was the Fallen Order debut. I think there were new footage or new trailer and uh, had a few kind of notable celebrities coming out on stage. And the cheering for that is drowning out what you're trying to say about Wicked the Ewok transfers from 1984. Um, So... (laughs) It's it, it it's difficult in that respect, but I think everybody there wanted to know about it. So we we got their full attention. We paced it in a way that I think was enough to get over what we needed to get over. Put a hell of a lot of work into the the visuals. You know, I'd spent the best part of two weeks, you know, finding stuff, photographing things, especially cutting them out in 
Photoshop, just making sure that it was the best looking thing we could put out there. So if you don't quite catch some of the detail, at least you can see the, the stuff that's up on the screen. And we had a couple of nice interactive elements. We had um, we, we, we identified a couple of young people as they were coming in uh, and gave them uh, a set each from one of the Return of the Jedi um, transfer sets to get them to do it in the moment and uh, reliably informed by one of the parents that one of the one of the boys put his phone down long enough to complete the set so that was quite nice but we went back to them at the end got their feedback on what it was like to what to, to complete what must feel like a strange very old-fashioned thing rubbing down these 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 transfers and the other interactive thing we did is we um, we gave away a spot prize so you know, a big part of what we wanted to talk about was the auction that we covered on the show previously and just showcase some of that letter set stationary artwork because it's just so beautiful and it's a nice story. So before the show, I'd had it, I'd had one of the pieces for the, the scrapbook scanned in at high res and we'd done this big gicle print and framed it up. Uh, and we did the old, uh, if you just like to reach under your seats and if there's anything there, you've won a prize. So we gave um, we gave a framed uh, print of that original artwork away to one lucky attendee of the panel, which was just lovely. You know, it's just nice to get the chance to do those things, make it a bit more memorable, raise the bar a little bit for these presentations. It was uh, it was good. But I had to rush away, like straight afterwards. I had to rush off to my next panel. So I didn't get a huge amount of feedback. So I'd be interested to hear what Pete said. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was spot on. I really enjoyed it. I don't, I'm obviously aware of, of all of the, the literature and, and a lot of those those brands but what was what was so good about it was how concise it was and just going through it sort of movie by movie brand by brand who had what what came out just really good to see it in that presented that way because you sort of can delve into these things and you think well that's cool I like that I like the artwork there and um, pick up there but to see it laid out how you did it it's incredible and the artwork throughout the whole range is is just stunning I don't remember the Star Wars being in the shops but I certainly remember all of the Jedi stuff whether that was cause that moved to Thomas Salter, right? That, when they 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 get the brand in the UK and Europe, yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely remember those. And um, it was good. It's like all these collecting tracks. I think we all kind of get get caught up in it, and you've sort of got the things you collect, and then you go to a panel like that, and you're like, hmm, I need to pick up a few of those, and then you then you're off again as well. But um, also alongside that, I've just got I've just sort of got it staring at me on my desk now the, the bit the swag you handed out as well is absolutely stunning one of the nicest bits of swag for the whole for the whole show i think with the the three the three characters and the the, the header that's a that's a cool piece of swag so i thought it was was a, a fine panel and just looking at sort of going through some snaps of it that one at the end where you had all four star wars empire return of the jedi and wicket the ewok and you kind of had the the coming together of all of the, the bits on the one panel and it was good i might have to watch that again and Go shopping. I know uh, Dan Simpson was pushing a few bits my way. So. Brilliant. And your T-shirt as well. Where did you get that? That was very cool. I got that on Redbubble last minute. It arrived just in time. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I noticed your friend as well. Is it Will had one with all the stickers? Yeah, he rocked up with that because he, the, the, Will and Robin came to stay in Leamington down a few days before we celebration, and he, he turned around the flat wearing that, and I didn't notice until we sort of spent about half a day with them. And I went, hang on a minute, <laughs> but yeah, he'd, he'd made that especially, which is great. Well, Craig, 
I heard I heard that to the point when you had recorded that Duncan Jenkins had said it was his his favourite collector's track that year. So I mean that's that's good going with the company you were keeping on that stage. That's high praise indeed. He was sat right at the front, right in the middle. <laughs> the caliber of the people who who present in that stage are world class aren't they i mean they are so it's really it's it's an honor to, to to be there and to to present your quirky little thing that you're into and yeah, hopefully we did we did it justice you know we we kind of held our own with, with some of those guys so yeah it, they're fun to do they're fun to do and i learn things you know putting it together you can there's a gap there you know what's and and you go off and 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 work out and you know, one of the things i didn't realize you know there was point of sale cropping up and even even when we'd finished it people coming up and saying um did you know about the um transfers that they created for um, the canadian airlines it's like no you know there's no finish line with this stuff it's a moment in time and and i guess that was ours <laughs> excellent now, the interactive bits were great as well getting those two kids involved and then the, the prize at the end it was really good yeah excellent mate excellent and did you record it i know it was filmed but did you record it? Um, I didn't know what the what the deal was. Like I say, so many things that we had to organise. Organising our own filming and recording wasn't something that you know that I got into because I, I didn't appreciate just how noisy that that stage was going to be. So um, I, if they were filming and recording it, I don't know what the sound would be like. So. Maybe it can be given again. Give that again at Father's Realm or someone like that. Let's get, you know, that's the thing. If, if you produce something really, really good, you want to maximise its its audience, don't you? And there will be people who want to see that. So um, I would say make Let's Just Set 2 happen. Hashtag. Let's, uh, let's, I, I want to watch it. This is just, isn't just a selfish thing, but why, why don't we do something like that at Father's Realm or something? It's a well, really good idea, mate. London Film and Comic Compass, we could take it on tour. Yeah, yeah. Yes. well, when you should say that, because I got up to the university stage and because I had the Letter Set T-shirt on, a couple um, sort of clocked me. We were just waiting around for the for the panel to finish that was before us. I said, oh, have you just done the Letter Set thing? Really wanted to see that because, but we couldn't because we, we were tied up somewhere else. And I said, oh, I said, we've got 20 minutes. I'll do it for you now. Uh, so I sat in the corridor and delivered it again. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, you just said it there then, Craig. So off to the university stage, you went with a slight jog. Yeah. And you set yourself up for a look-in panel with a um, friend of the show, Darren Heyman, which was a different sort of panel. Did, did that all go swimmingly? Yeah, it did. It was it was great. I mean, the, by contrast, the, the university stage had comfy padded seats, air conditioning, beautifully soundproofed it was it was very chilled and you weren't fighting cal kestis for uh, attention so that the vibe was very different and the t- and the talk was very different i mean it wasn't a big comprehensive list of visual things it was we set out to tell the story of star wars and its unique or the unique way it was presented through look in magazine so you know if anyone knows look in They'll know it through the covers, um, beautiful painted covers by uh, movie artists, uh, movie poster artist Leonardo Puzzo, and create some great Star Wars imagery. And I think that was the entry point, and it was our entry point for the talk as well. So we we started off looking at that stuff and a little bit of that nostalgia in how you ended up with Luke Skywalker on a cover with Donna Summer and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so it was it. It sort of led from there into some of the bits that I think might get missed. So I completely born out of Generation Skywalker activity and putting that look in blog together, 
which started with the covers and then went to the pinup posters and then ended up with some of the bigger features. And, and before long, I was scouring issues for any little mention of Star Wars. And what that led me to was this chronological story of how, you know, Star Wars was this blockbuster from America that we'd all heard about, it was hyped up, and we all saw the film and engaged with it. But things like looking kept it alive for us. And you saw the kids presenting their work, sending in hand-whittled R2-D2s, um, fanzines. It became a thing that was listed in pen pals. I like Star Wars. If you like Star Wars, we can be friends. And it just had this effect on kids. Um, and that's what the story we wanted to tell. So it was it was very visual. You know, we had, we had images of, of all of this stuff. But it was mixed in with our own experiences of, of Star Wars and, and how we consumed it as kids. Um, and it just goes through that whole... Um, early era and we had a lovely sort of piece at the end where we finished on collectors because uh, a, a young lad called Gary Truman who ended up being a dealer later on and still into the, the, the fandom I guess he sent the picture of his collection in after seeing kids who'd um, sent in pictures of their rubbers and their bookmarks it's all well, I collect Star Wars this is my thing and it just spawned this whole sequence of these little 70s kids in their gardens and their picnic tables with their Star Wars collections um, laid out. Uh, and we get to go through those and and sort of delve at their, um, into their collections back in in that time. And, and it ends, it ends with sort of the editor of looking editorial piece saying, this is great. We love all the collections. We love the, the fact that you like Star Wars so much, but please stop sending stuff in. <laughs> We're inundated. And it was just a really nice sort of place to end it. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was good fun, good vibes. People seemed quite engaged with it. Very different audience to the, um, to the collectors, you know, uh, yeah, it was good. Enjoyed doing that. Excellent. Mate. Did you go to that one, Pete? I did. I did. I was, um, Craig's little fan that morning. I started following him around everywhere. But um, no, that was it. Was you sort of went up those escalators and got onto that floor, and it was like, oh, this is all <laughs> very nice, very nice. And it was like a different world, and it was just karma. You just sort of like went up almost above the clouds, and you're in this sort of far more chilled out and sort of a bit more sort of laid back area. And um, yeah, no, the panel. I think because you had to dig things out a bit more up there. It wasn't sort of on that regular boulevard they called it, didn't they? It wasn't on that on on or off that. So it wasn't that easy to get to. You had to sort of have, have it in mind and to get up there. So I think you you I think you just said it then, Craig. You did have a far more engaged audience, and everyone in that room was just had wanted to be there, and it was such a nostalgic sort of hit. So everyone in there was. We knew what you were talking about and knew that generation rather than just sort of swinging by the collecting track and seeing what's on so um yeah it was good it's it like a different vibe and very funny as well there's a lot of humor in i didn't realize how funny some of the bits are. i mean, picked out that one at the end when you sort of like please stop sending these photos in now enough already and um again another sort of area of collecting that is is on my sort of radar but i don't really sort of go into it. i try and get a lot of the magazines for the old pally toy adverts I know there's a lot in there, but um, no, it was was super. Pete, if I had to push you, which one of Craig's um, panels did you prefer? Oh, I would probably, I think, probably looking. I don't know. I think, <gasps> what was wrong with the Electra set one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it just kind of didn't expect the humour. I think I mean, I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was. And I think just all the, just how bizarre some of the covers were and the sort of juxtaposition of people of the age and just how everything just got thrown together. And I don't know, it was just dug out some gems in that and uh, it'd be good to get the powerpoint of that because there were some great 
was the one you know the pally toy advert when it's got the kid it's a jedi advert and it's got the, the kid running out of the cinema and he's sort of loaded with toys it's i can't remember what the competition is you had that in there and i just had a note on my phone saying oh cannon and ball cover and, <laughs> <laughs> and i just ebayed that today and it's like yeah there's a lot of cannon and ball looking covers so um I could give you it's, the exact issue. It's fine. Yeah, it's just the linking of those two worlds. They're sort of like the the seventies and eighties Britain and 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 Star Wars all into one. And you had that that photo at the start, the black and white photo of what a, a traditional family in the late seventies. That was their living room, and it was yeah, just spot on. So. La 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 la, Massive congratulations on that. To do two and be given them so close together with no let up. You nailed it. And all I heard was fantastic feedback from your panels. Everyone I spoke to that came along to the booth that day were going, I've just watched Jez's and um, just watched Craig's thing on this and this. Nailed, mate. Ah, oh, thank you. Oh, they're nice to do. It's fun stuff. I um, like Star Wars. So let's move on. We're going, we're going to just chat generally in a minute about um, celebration. But obviously we had our swag. I mean, Craig, you had copious amounts of swag you had uh stuff for letter set stuff for um looking do you have stuff for looking yeah you did didn't you had a little bit of looking as part of ours but we had to, mark had done some stuff beyond the toys so we had some early beyond the toys is what i'm trying to think yeah. of yeah yes yeah. So he had stickers and obviously we had our sticker albums our sticker albums people came to get mine and jez's stickers whenever it, the booth was at the busiest <laughs> stickers any kind of like so they were tickets but um there is still some albums left so we will be discussing what we're going to do with them to get people to still have them maybe catch us at other events but we'll work that out amongst ourselves but but the swag was brilliant okay pete you had your death stars again which um i think we're going down well but i'm going to just ask all of you okay you've been home for a little while now just one piece of swag you got from people that you thought wow that is um not my socks off uh jez yeah so um swag hunters the uh the the ice cream scoop uh, and all and all the badges which came with that. So there was a whole set, which um, still trying to figure out what to do with. Actually, I've got it just in front of me here. Excuse me, whilst I add some noises. There you go. And uh, so this is the older uh, Wilro Hood. So lots of different sort of beer patch style ice cream uh, patches. You've you've got your confetti cream, uh, your uh, Bosky Road. Your IC88, your Four La Mocha. There's loads of these. They're really well done. They're so beautifully made. There's so much, as as Craig will say, you know, with these, there's so much thought, consideration, and sort of ingenuity's gone into these. They're really good. But to get the um, ice cream scoop with it is is a real scoop. You were running at the time when that ice cream scoop came to the booth. It is a heavy, heavy lump of swag, <laughs> isn't it? 
Let me brought over from America. Wooden handle, metal head, in a little black pouch, I think, grey pouch. Yeah, yeah. Proper posh. He must ship that swag, because he has so much. He must sort of, whether he manufactures it over here, I don't know, but he must bring over a big old suitcase of stuff. Yeah. But there's some really nice ones. Lots of thought and consideration. It had already been said about, oh, here's a fanzine. You know, someone dropped a fanzine in and uh, just some sort of handmade little friendship bands and stuff like that. It's it's lovely. Pete? Um, what did I get? I got the matches I was after, you know, the, the Lady Lady R2 matches. They're very cool. From Michael Peters, who I know is, is Michael Thornton. Is that right? His real name? Michael Thornton, yeah. Uzai, was it, rather than Lady Lady? Yes, what did I say? Lady, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uzai. They were the, the Uzai R2 ones. And they painted, because obviously the original carded figure has a little match in there where the pop-up saber goes and um yeah i got those i think it was michael and nick reese had put those together they were quite cool yeah the lecture set stickers from craig were very good i like those the sort of packaging they're in oh so good i've got it all surrounded around me on my on my desk so the scratch and sniff the mr gammy the uh, scratchings they were the fun pop- yeah <laughs> they're quite good they were sort of been sort of, everyone was eating them in the bar, weren't they, on one of the nights, I think, so they were <laughs> dinner, so they were sort of taking them down. Yeah, they were fine. Um, nice, yeah, it's nice. incredible. You see some of the halls, I know people go full on for this, and it's sort of like, got it laid out, and it's almost like a whole double bed of stuff. You're like, my God. Yeah. Yeah, some people are purely there for the swag, aren't they? I mean, I was added into a Facebook messenger group, which was called the Swag Collectors, where they go around and they're, they're planning when to meet each other and whatnot, and I'm just like... That's that's their celebration. Everyone has different celebration experiences, and then some people that is their their whole thing. So, Craig, what great piece of swag did you get swapped? Well, listen, I know, I know he's my pal, but I'm going to give a massive shout out to Will Arnold and the swag that he produces, along with his wife Robin, because I think I think this is next level. So he did some he did some great stuff for the beer swap. He did um, Stella R2 stickers, Carl's Porg. Uh, and my favourite, which was Adnam's ghost ship, and it was the ghost ship from Rebels. Um, so, so they were brilliant. But he, he's a massive Max Rebo fan, and he'd done a series of little button badges, sort of spoofing um, music artists with a with a Rebo spin. But one of the things he, he handed out to accompany that was a little fanzine. It's a little square kind of almost, I guess, CD size fanzine that spoofed up covers um so he's got some green days that's blue day and um, billy idol instead of billy idol it's rebo with rebo yell and things like that but the whole kind of uh cover was london calling but he's he actually re-recorded uh the ramon song so he, he, re, he redid it as twin sons bop by the rebones and you can download it <laughs> so it's a, it's a song as swag which i just think is brilliant yeah it's clever Perhaps we can um, insert a bit of that now. We'll give it a little bit of a blast. Rebo, 
Easily start the sand guys Twin sons pop The pilot and the speeder The generating moisture Tatashi for converters Twin sons pop And up the sun to drum line, twin suns pop. Rebo's piling in the red ball, just wailing with your yells off. While Akra keeps the beat going, twin suns pop. Galactic dance past his next Twin suns pop To sailing on the dune sea To kill who come and chew we But soon they all will break free Twin suns pop I will say also, I mean, my wife, um, Robin, I mean, she'd give me a little art like booklet thing at the end of the night. But she was also at the end of the beer show. She was like, oh, I've done this. But my, she was a bit like, but I don't like giving my swag out because it's not because she gave me a, a real tiny little cross stitch of Max Rebo. And she had done something done. And it was brilliant. And I would shout that out as one of my favorite pieces. It's only a little square, but it was brilliant. And I was like, that is amazing. She gave me a, a selection of these little cross stitches that she'd obviously been sitting working on. They were brilliant. Absolute brilliant idea. Such a creative, joyful couple to be around. Love them. Yeah, well, he was he actually dressed up as Eiffel 65 from the Blue Song, didn't he? On one day, I saw him walking around. He looked just like it with the denim on and stuff. I was like, punk, he's just... yeah, they were punking uh, Rebo-inspired punks, so blue hair, and blue beards, yeah. blue, blue patch jackets and stuff. Yeah, great stuff. But there was there was so much good stuff. Loads of patches flying around, outstanding. I think, I mean, Jez people were handing me handfuls of swag to go in your swag box when you were running. Yeah. You've, uh, you I've got have... one or two patches. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love them. So, you know, all previous celebrations, I, you know, I've put all the patches together on a big bag and now I've, uh, I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do. Am I going to have one of these big sort of blankets, like the Norwich Star Wars collectors, <laughs> you know, the sort of patchwork of peace or whatever they call it. Um, yeah, I, I love a patch, I do. I, can I just apologise? You might have heard that my Facebook pinging in the background there. <laughs> what it was is my my two sons who came, twin sons, no, they weren't the twin sons, they were the older one and one of the twins, came to celebration on the Saturday uh, and departed with a whole load of my swag. And that pinging you heard was them sending me pictures of, they went off into London to, to see a gig and they stick a bomb shortage. <laughs> <laughs> so Shoreditch is full of letter set and Clyro stickers. <laughs> People wonder what the hell's going on. Sorry, I'm sure you have to put that in. Just amuse me. <laughs> it's like this is stuck on my lamppost and stuff. You 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 talk about um this is completely off grid, but your booth, Jez. So on I think it was that was Saturday or Sunday. Pam Rose rocked up 
And I was like, oh, Pam, I've met her once. She kind of looked at me and then started cuddling me. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I told her about what Jez was doing. He was running at the time. And she tried to get on your treadmill, didn't she, Jez, while it was still moving? Yeah, yeah, I, I had stopped it, <laughs> but it takes a while to slow down. And um, so the belt was still going. And she's trying to get up. And I was just like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sort of strong arm in this octogenarian because I didn't want her to like throw a hip out or something. And um, she eventually I allow her on. So, yeah, we've got this random photograph of me and Pam <laughs> on the treadmill. It was just a really funny oh, moment. Some strange things. Like... There were other things as well at the treadmill. When, so we got one of the Make-A-Wish ladies to, to help with the swag sort of giving out when people would come in. And we were like saying, oh, yeah, can you give, can you, um, yeah, Rachel, can you give out one of these uh, sticker albums and two stickers? And, uh, and then it was much later on I realised that she was given the same sticker twice. And it's just like real panini back in the day when you get swapsies and be like, oh, no, got swapsies. So, yeah, she didn't quite get it that I wanted her to give two different stickers. But there we go. Bad brief. My fault. So let's go on to the event. I said, I mean, we we could talk all day about celebration, about how what goes on there. We could we could take every panel. We could break it all down. But we don't want to do that here. Um, So I'm just going to go around you and let's just pick out a few a few highlights, things that you want to bring up on this show that you may have seen or something you did or an event you went to or a panel you went to. So open open floor. We'll come to you, Pete. I think just major kind of um, reflection was how busy it was. It was absolutely manic from the beginning to the end, wasn't it? I don't know if... Because I've been to all three Londons. Uh, the first one just for a morning and then the last one a couple of days. But... Um, this one just seemed absolutely just full on from beginning to end. And I guess that's just the interest in the, the franchise at the moment. It's just pulling everyone in from all from all ages as well. And, and, and just people loving it. And I think the vibe was really good. Everyone seemed in good good humour. And I think that just shone through. I think that was one of my sort of main reflections of the whole, the whole few days, which is just fab. It's good just wandering around. I really like that side of it. Just have a good wander and uh, just bumping into people and hang out with them for a bit and just and and just catch up see what's going on and i think that's the whole vibe of celebration i didn't have any of the proper the bigger panels so i was just on for for a wonder like we hung out quite a bit on the the monday stew and just good just wandering we did. around we just wandered around most of the day didn't we and just yeah you bump into people and just yeah have a have a laugh with your mates really that's sort of the main vibe i was getting from it so it's good. yeah nice nice pray yeah i'm just going to mention a couple of panels that i ended up in quite randomly really well not one of them wasn't random but the the, the first one was um i just wanted to go up and check out the university stage um before we presented in there and they just started a panel uh so you know wandered in sat down and it was it was called from staples to stitches uh cosplaying from books and comics right not something that i would circle in the uh in the program and and, and factor into my weekend but i found myself there um and i was really really taken with it it was a group of young cosplayers must have been in their 20s and they were talking about cosplaying characters who were by their nature quite niche so their experiences of wandering around a convention and not everyone knowing who they were um which was interesting in itself but but looking at how you you know, choose a fabric based on a comics panel, you know, based on how it's how it moves, the inconsistencies of a character from one artist to another. And all this stuff that I'd never even thought about any of this stuff. And I was sat, sat there engrossed by these by these really articulate young people 
just talking about what they loved and one of the best bits for me was when they were talking about how you know you could you could be the most accurate you know Cassian Andor or the most accurate Mandalorian and walk past Kathleen Kennedy and she wouldn't even bat an eyelid whereas you can you know cosplay as one of these characters created by a comic book artist or you know somebody who's written a novel and described this character and they've taken that on board and they've created this character and they walk around a convention it's the access they get to the creators that they love you know it's a real two-way thing I was just absolutely kind of transfixed by this talk I thought it was brilliant completely not you know my wheelhouse but i think that's the beauty of celebration so there was that one which i think was on the friday and then on the sunday robin who we've just mentioned was in a a panel with a a couple of fans who were presenting this panel on speculation you know fan speculation through the years and if you just said to me well how do you spin that out for an hour I, I wouldn't have known, but it was brilliant. You know, they talked about how wild some of the, the conjecture was in the early years, talking about there's a Starburst article where Mick Jagger was rumoured to be doing the soundtrack, but just went through the different ways people would speculate about what was going to happen next, right through the eras um, from like the Holonet, the hyperspace, wasn't there? Hyperspace webcams when the, the, the prequels were being made the internet now it was just it was just a really interesting spin on on star wars and we said it when we did the um the the intro show just follow your nose and and go and find some of this stuff out and i found myself doing it and was really rewarded for it did you get to your drag show i didn't get to my drag show kimberly did she said it was brilliant she said it was really good and really well attended uh and again just a different way of looking at star wars so good not just old blokes going through lists of things that were printed in 1978 (laughs) (laughs) And Jez, I'm going to come to you. Obviously, you didn't see a great deal and you've already had the beer show. And uh, yes, I'm not really sure where you're going to go. (laughs) (laughs) What I can say, the the differences over the celebrations over the years is because Disney have now created so much content. When you look at the variety of TV shows out there and animation and everything. Yeah, you were seeing Bad Batch, people dressed up and all sorts of stuff. So it is for all of the generations. It's no longer that OT thing which Star Wars was initially looking at because if you think back to the first celebration in Europe and then even sort of the Essen time just before you know Disney really took over um, it was all about the OT because even the PT wasn't really appreciated that much but now the variety was just it was incredible and it was so good to see and that's why I'm really enjoying these photographs but I think we really must talk about the room sales you know, we talk about this prior to this on the sort of celebration lead up about how everyone's so looking forward to room sales and, you know, right, who's organising it and um, how is it going to go down and uh, what's going to happen? So, um, yeah, who, who's going to kick that one off then? Room sales. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you start with that one, Stu, because uh, you're asking a lot, a lot of the questions. Let me ask you. Talk, talk to me about room sales, mate. Well, I mean, Jason Smith was asked to do room sales about three months ago. And he was clearly honoured to do it because every time I've seen him since then, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the room sales. So we got a message. It's at the Crown Plaza. Now, obviously, Jez doing his running. We were always a little bit late each night, weren't we out, Jez? By the time we got to the Crown Plaza, it had just been shut down, hadn't it? And so they went over to the Ibis and we stayed in the Crown Plaza and had a pint before we moved on. But before we had left there, it had already been shut down in the Ibis as well before it got to the Novotel, which was where it was in 2016. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't really buying vintage and stuff. So as a room sale, I only had a very quick look up there. So we'll come to you boys in a minute. But Jason Smith was 
he he was making me laugh. I mean, he threatened to punch me on the um, <laughs> Friday night because every time I saw him, I was just going, "You had one job, Jason. You bit." Oh, well. <laughs> I'll have to beat that. But yeah, it was really riling him. But, but this is the funny thing, because when, when people do get three months to organise it, what do they do in that three months, apart from sort of Walter Mitty up in message groups saying, you'll know on the night, you'll know on the night. What do they actually do? Because it does appear that when the first one was shut down, it's because the hotel didn't know about it and they got annoyed, so shut it down. So then it's like, right, okay, let's, oh, oh, crumbs, we should have had an alternative up our sleeve. Right, this is now the alternative. And then that alternative didn't work. So we ended up going to a third one. Uh, yeah, suffice to say. I, I think know, even I, they came upstairs at one point, but then. They did look back. a bit funny. And we ended up being in the same place we were in 2016, which mm. was, it's not ideal, but, you know, it was okay. And, um, and I think, fortunately, they saw the fact that, yeah, where when there are people there, alcohol will be bought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just did seem a bit. Hang on a second. I thought this was meant to be organised, and it just seems embarrassingly chaotic. It? Yeah, I I think he was he was asked to do it because he's in London, right? So you've got three months. If that was me, now I'm not having a go at Jason, but he had one job and he messed it up, and I don't think he'll get asked again. There's no way he'll be sorting out the Japanese room sales. Um, <laughs> I would have gone to the hotel in that three months and said you know this date here we're looking for an area and just ask them and kind of you know it doesn't need to be hiring a conference room but just kind of ticking it away that this hotel is actually all right with it and we're going to be bringing in this amount of people who are all going to be spending money at your bar some may well even buy dinner in your restaurant but um yeah but he didn't think, really well to be i think that's i think that's part of it and you're absolutely right you know that that there's a there's a spirit to these room sales that is a little bit on the hoof and that's part of the appeal but i think they are of a size now where you do need to do a bit of pre-prep and and doing exactly what you said even if it's not a hotel that i mean brew by numbers said to us it's the best event they've put on this year you know and it was what 200 odd star wars fans all buying buying stuff so there are venues out there hospitality is struggling it shouldn't have been hard to put something in place beforehand for the venue and i know location is uh, you know important in that as well so that's on the strip right in front of the excel so it limits your it limits your options but the other thing is dealers you know just having a word with everybody look can you bring some stuff with you can you bring some stuff with you just having a just a a, a list of people who you know are going to come and, and and provide some content if you want to put it that way because it wasn't very big either you know once we got up there it wasn't you know the, the bar is set by some of the bigger you know stateside celebrations and room sales and you know we should have put on a good show for for everybody visiting you know it could have been twice three times the size it was there wasn't a lot there harsh did did anyone buy anything at the room sales no i only did one swing around i didn't actually go back to to see what was there and as yeah i think craig just mentioned it it wasn't there wasn't very much there there was a few sort of standout pieces there was a there was a leddy fet there wasn't there that seemed to get all the all the attention and there was a nice um a nice selection of proof cards but no i think it because it moved around so much and we were sort of waiting to hear what was happening in the bar i once again fell to fell into that bracket where you had sort of four or five beers and you think well i can't commit to spending 500 quid on anything anyway so um let's just go and have another beer <laughs> yeah i mean it was still it was still fun we ended up going and having something to eat with the leicester vintage toy shop boys who were there filming and you know aspects like that draw attention to it you know they, they got into a bit of a discussion about the permissions with the hotel people you know but i think that adds to the adds to the vibe doesn't it indeed shout out a couple of things now 
on our 100th show where we got the 100 stories our 100th story was from molly hale who is a uh, a young a young lass in a i think she's late late, late late 20s and jez i think i introduced you to her on the friday now her story on the 100th show was all about her meeting her her partner through cosplaying that's how they they came and i don't know if you've seen the photos online but um he proposed to her in front of all of the 501st on the steps photo shoot it's quite a there's a great there's a great couple of great photos of all of these hundreds of troopers and everyone yeah. dressed up and him him proposing so that is her so their journey off that story of meeting through cosplay and he's he's now proposed to her at star wars celebration and um she didn't expect it didn't know it was coming so um yeah not nice moment for them that celebration will be remembered forever for them i will shout out the ash gig i mean on that sunday night i felt quite knackered sunday night when we were in the hotel jess we were behind because you'd moved all your treadmill so we were slightly late anyway and going over there if you'd said to me let's just go and find a restaurant i probably would have gone but once we got in ash i just um it was such a good night i mean i've always been a big ash fan but a proper good good little dance and then the after party we had another dance it was just it was just a really good way to just see out the weekend and um yeah, it's nice to see you all. Craig up there, he was, I mean, he was singing his own lyrics he'd made for each song. Yeah, I was making them up for Max Rebo. <laughs> that was good. It was I'm, one of the things I, I, I keep saying to people, I didn't feel like I got to spend enough time with anybody. You know, felt very spread thin. Um, so it was nice to have that little moment with you guys and, you know, it be at a party, you know. We weren't on duty. <laughs> we were kicking back. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah. I mean, Spoons was in great form at the after party that night. I must admit, he was a yeah, and Mrs. Uh, Spoons as well. Yeah, right? she was everyone, just, like, everyone was just around the dance around. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I spent a bit of time with him, and he was a uh, in, in very good form. So, um, yeah. Anything else people want to bring up? Anything you saw? I mean, I did a few autographs. I must admit, every every guest I met was nice. None more so than Ming Nguyen on Saturday. Um, I've got this Mandalorian poster being signed. And I wasn't even taking a photo of it. The queue was long and I was looking at the football results from that day. So I had my phone in my hand when I got to the front. This bloke was like, no, you must take a photo. You must take a photo. I was like, well, I'm not. And she she proper snapped him down. She was like, uh, actually, come here. She goes, you can photograph me whilst I sign my, your poster. Just to kind of like, kind of, it was more kind of saying to him, you know what? Don't talk to people like that. They've paid copious amounts of money to come and see me. And she posed for a photo while she was signing it. So she was absolutely lovely. Katie Sackoff was lovely. And um, Pete, you came with me for a couple of them, didn't we? To Rosario, Dawson and... Yeah, she was very... She was seemed to be enjoying herself. She was kind of very engaging with everyone, wasn't she? Was and Simon Cassiendes, which I then watched episode six and seven of The Mandalorian when I got back. And I didn't realise quite how much of a role Axe Woves has had <laughs> before we went and got him. But he's uh, been front and centre for the last two episodes. Ah. But um, yeah, all nice. All nice people. But any other things anyone wants to bring up? I got to be a cosplay handler for the... <laughs> For the first time, Kimberly cosplay is not consent. Cosplay, well, Kimberly cosplay three days, no, four days, and it's a lot. It, you know, it's quite an undertaking when you've got all loads of other things on, and you can't go to the toilet, and you can't take your helmet, and you can't like, touch your phone because your gloves aren't on. I, I didn't do a brilliant job, <laughs> I have to say, but you know, props to to all the cosplayers out there and their handlers. I think that means you're my handlers, Stu. You were my handler, weren't you? <laughs> Yeah, there was a couple of black moments. Yeah, I was really desperate when I was like, guys, please don't pick up those gloves. <laughs> they are disgusting. Um, but yeah, yeah, fair point, Craig, fair point. And I think I'd also like to say normal service will resume because it's been no secret that 
um, so some of our content has been a bit reduced over the last couple of months just because we've been so busy. You know, we've been so busy getting stuff squared away, um, you know, getting stuff squared away from various different bits or we just, you know, we're collecting, we have highs and lows, don't we? And we sort of, you know, we ebb and flow with regards to enthusiasm. But I think we all came back from celebration and we were all like, yeah, let's get amongst it again. Let's get amongst it. Let's start recording again and let's do this. So those old fossils, the committee, uh, the modern way, um, various other shows. Yeah, you, you strap in Generation Skywalker because it's just about to get good. <laughs> yeah, very true. It was it was a great weekend and it was great. I mean, like we said, there's so much we could talk about. I mean, you just touched on the cosplayers. The cosplayers there, they really do help make the event as well. The amount of people, kids. We were, we were opposite the droid builders who also, I mean, what a selection of droids they had. Yeah. Fantastic little walk through there. But there was there was a, a moment, I think, on the Friday where there was an R2-D2 out and there was a, a girl and she could have only been four or five dressed as Leia and just having that moment with R2-D2 right in front of us. And I was just like, that's brilliant. I mean, that girl doesn't know, probably doesn't know that moment. But she was just like reaching out to touch him and it just looked like that Leia and R2 moment. It's just, yeah. When you see kids engaging like that and they're dressed up as their favourite characters, there was Ahsokas everywhere. The excitement for that show is phenomenal. I mean, the amount of Ahsokas, little girls dressed as Ahsoka. I mean, they've got their, um, they've got their Star Wars. I think I said it to Grant. I mean, Grant really either really likes Star Wars or really dislikes it. And I watched that, um, do you know the reel they put on at the end? You were on the stage, Jez. You had just finished your 100K or just finishing it off. And I watched that reel. And when you watch that, li- little children going, oh, I-, I love Bad Batch. I love that. There is a Star Wars for everybody. It might not be your Star Wars, but that is someone's Star Wars. And I, I think that really strikes home when you watch that um, end reel. That's, you know, end of show thing. You might not have liked the Kenobi show, but that is everything to some to someone. That is their main star wars and um yeah whether you like it or not just just let it be for what it is less of the online hate towards stuff because um i saw every 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 era of star wars was covered in cosplay that weekend yeah that's great this is the way questa è la via toto e cesta teddy davor tak każe obyczaj astekale this is the way May the force be with you. Azeru legyen veled. Adjvasi la provazi. Nechtja sila spreva. Azeru legyen veled. Möge di macht mit euch. Que la forza sia con te. Que la forza te vigni. May the force be with you. Welcome to... Star Wars Celebration 2023. The president of Lucasfilm, the one and only Kathleen Kennedy. This is the 15th Star Wars Celebration, and we have a ton of stuff to share with you guys. Let's get started. Andor himself, Diego Luna! Hello, London. It's tremendously exciting to be here. I'm so glad Celebration is here back in London. I love seeing Andor, just different take on Star Wars. We're in the middle of just shooting, trying to deliver an even better second season. One way out! 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 A brand new Star Wars project, The Acolyte. I want to start off by saying on record that Padme is not returning. (laughs) This was just for me. This was just for fun. We're doing Star Wars, baby! (laughs) 
the first thing that became apparent was that, of course, we were going to have to set this between the High Republic and the beginning of the prequels. The bad guys are outnumbered. Lots of Jedi. I can tell that you are a big Star Wars The High Republic fan. Do we have any other Star Wars The High Republic fans in the house? It's so cool to see all these people dress up as the characters from the books. Cal Kestis himself, Cameron Monaghan. I'm really looking forward to playing Survivor as soon as it comes out. Rex and I have built up a small network of clones. It's about fighting for our brothers. I love Star Wars animation. Highlight of celebration is being with my newfound family, much like the Bad Batch. It's super fun building costumes and cosplaying with my dad. Almost like a real-life Bad Batch. It's like a family. It was so great to relive the whole season again. I'm so stoked to see season three. Star Wars Visions 2, I cannot wait for that. Tales of the Jedi getting a second season oh, yeah. is everything I want because I loved Clone Wars. I grew up with that. You guys are also talented. I take you with me on every project. You're so meaningful to me, and I am so grateful for your hard work and what you've given to Star Wars and myself. So thank you so much. I was like six years old when this world blew my mind, and I feel like I've been in preparation ever since my fellow castmates and friends, the skeleton crew, Ravi Cabot Thomas, Juliana Prada, and Robert Timothy Smith. I am so excited for skeleton crew. Hello London. Long live the Empire! Can't wait to see what happens when these last few come out, but uh, I'm really, really excited for it. What we're thinking of doing tonight, if you all want to watch it together. I fell in love with the character, season one, it has emerged so quickly as a favorite of mine. Have any of you seen Return of the Jedi? Why do you think Lando is still such a cool character? Because Billy D. Williams plays Lando. <laughs> There's so much here to enjoy, it's huge. I wish I could do everything. Today is a good day to be a fan. You know, take it in all in before it's over, you know, just enjoying it. And the Obi-Wan Kenobi panel. The Star Wars part of my life is back and it feels really good. Probably the highlight of the year. I would imagine a lot of people have been waiting to hear what are we doing with Star Wars movies. We're exploring a lot of different storylines that will span the past, the present, and the future. We came up with kind of an incredible story to tell about the dawning of the Force. Yeah, I'm just excited I can get to make a movie. He gets to make a movie! <laughs> Who would like to meet the Jedi Master? I'm very thrilled to be continuing this journey. I don't know whether you heard, but I think the man in the hat is back. 
Hello, Star Wars Celebration. You all, best fans in the world, mean a lot to me. Oh, hi, everyone. This is unbelievable. Fasten your seatbelts. We can't wait for you to see it. Ahsoka. I am cosplaying Ahsoka because she's strong. She's kind to other people. Whenever she needs help, she also cracks. Live action, Sabine Wren, Harrison Duda. That's my favorite Star Wars stories. We have on stage Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hera right now. The fact that we saw who's playing Thrawn was incredible. I think everyone's welcoming you to the Star Wars family. I feel that. Passing a certain physical threshold, I, I remember it being a turning point for me. Working on being ambidextrous, center of gravity and balance, it really felt like putting her on. Rosario Dawson is just, she inhabits the role. With every single story we tell, we're just trying to create characters that people can relate to and have some connection to. C-3PO is my favorite Star Wars character of all time. People who are neurodivergent in some ways, as I am, we recognize a lot of ourselves in droids. Star Wars is about the spiritual journey of what it is to become who you are. I see you guys coming costumes with just a t-shirt. I, I love how much you put into it. It means so much to me. Totally amazing. It's a pleasure to meet you. What language are you speaking? Hello there. So many people from all over the world here in one spot. my 11th celebration. I lost my voice, I lost my mind, but I found my people. I mean, celebration's home. Coming together into this one place, you find people that are the same as you, and it's great. May the force be with you. Well, we're back to it then, boys. Back to it. I'm going to wrap it there. This is going to take a while. I haven't done this for a while, but um, you can find us on social media. You can go to Facebook, uh, search for Generation Skywalker or the We Are Generation Skywalker page where we tend to try to have more conversation. Just get involved there. You can start your own threads on that. Go to Instagram, search for Generation Skywalker. Um, I think they've been a little bit slow, those pages, the last couple of weeks, but they will be back up and running. Uh, the vintage and the modern pages on there as well. Um, go to the YouTube channel where we've got unboxings, we've got Skywalker Blast, which is snippets of our shows, and obviously the shows we enhance. It's pretty active over there. Um, again, just search for Generation Skywalker. Head to TikTok where we put out little little bits of old footage and new footage and stuff that we record ourselves. And, of course, go over to www.generationskywalker.com where you'll find links to everything. And um, obviously the blog to the look in. Go and check it out if you enjoyed the look in 
thing or maybe you wish you'd gone to that there is quite an in-depth blog post all about that perhaps we'll have a little uh, reposting of that on weird generation skywalker but boys that is it for this this show we're back in the swing of it mando's coming to an end so hopefully we will do a recap episode on that well we quite like the recap things but it is for the show goodbye to pete just you see you later everyone goodbye to craigie well done on your panels bud bless you cheerio and uh, jez smashed it mate brilliant work for charity and um, we're all so proud of you bud um good night domarigato see you in japan oh yeah we didn't mention that japan 2025 that's a topic to be had at some point <laughs> <laughs> but it is good night from me we're generation skywalker all eras, all passions, all Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>